Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I say that, but I have no idea if that's how it works. They're called ISOs. Instead of IPO, initial public offering, these are called ISOs. Look them up. There's a jillion of them. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns, do we own any stock? Yeah, we do. We do. Where mm-hmm. do we own stock from? Uh, 401k. It's a lot of people. Right. And I have no idea what we own. It's one of those things where, I have a 401k. Well, what are you investing in? I don't know. Whatever Stocks. they are telling me to. Here's something today that we're going to talk about that should both concern you and anger you. Because it is a true idea of how the music industry is profiting and how the music industry is going to better or, depending on where you stand on it, worsen itself. In February of 2020, and this was one of those stories that sort of was announced on Friday at 3 o'clock when nobody gave a care about the news cycle. Warner Music... There really are only three big music elements worldwide. That's Sony, Warner, and Universal, Universal being the biggest one. Sony Music, pardon me, Warner Music is going public and is going to create an IPO. They will be publicly traded on the NASDAQ. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's my question. If you're publicly traded, Uh you become beholden to your investors. That's right. Your investors want a profit. Mm -hmm. And right now, contrary to what you might think because everybody streams, the music industry is making a tremendous profit. As a matter of fact, the profit is being measured in hours of the day. (laughs) Seriously, the amount of money made per hour of the day. And we're going to tell you what those numbers are. But here's my question. And this is just the first thing that popped into my mind. If you as a music company are beholden to stockholders, does that mean the stockholders have the ability to tell you what artists to keep, what artists to get rid of, Are they going to make the decision what artists have had enough of a chance and have not yet profited, thus goodbye to them? Or is the whole purpose just to create profit for those investors and thus you don't ever take a chance? You simply do things that are safe and of no interest to the people because what was big yesterday will be big tomorrow because we say so. You see the concern I have? Oh, it's huge. Right. So I'm going to talk to you about streaming today, the amount of money, why Warner would even be interested in making themselves a public entity. And look, if you want to invest in them in your 401k, apparently it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but they're looking into a uh, an IPO. 
So what are you going to play today? Well, I've got nothing but people who are signed to Warner Music. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I have it. So let's go with ZZ Top. They're signed to Warner Music. And, uh, beer drinkers, hell raisers, because I'm about to give heck today. All right, ZZ Top on Rock School. Coming out of ZZ Top, a member of the Warner Music family. Now, some people are going to say to me that some of the bands I'm going to play today are not technically on Warner. However, when you talk about bands on a certain label, it's not just that they're on it right now. It's that their main songs, the one they're known for, that's on Warner. And Warner holds the ability to do with that song as they please. Warner didn't let him go after they left them, right? Exactly that. They mm-hmm. held on to the music they had. Now, some people could obviously sign a contract and their music could go with them. But if you got a hit song like ZZ Top, they're not going to let it go so easily. Look, let's look at a, a quick hi- a bit of history here. Through the late 90s into the 2000s, uh, you remember this. Downloading and piracy was just simply killing the music industry. It was at that time that a fella named Len Blavatnik, I know that sounds like I've created a Sopranos character, but in reality, that's it. Len Blavatnik, B-L-A-V-A-T-N-I-K, he has a thing called Access Industries, and he purchased a 10% stake in Warner Music for $3.23 billion. Oh, my goodness. Okay? Now, you say... That's ridiculous. Well, if it's a 10% stake, that means that Warner Music is worth about, at this point in time, about $32 billion. Billion. Right. Does that make sense? And that's when music was absolutely getting crushed. People weren't paying for it. They were just stealing it. Okay. Since then, things have changed dramatically. According to a new report from Music Business Worldwide, in case you're wondering, you want to go read the full report, it's called The Major Labels Generated Over $1.5 billion More from Streaming in 2018 Than They Did in the Previous Year. Again, there are three major labels, Sony, Warner, and Universal, and they are making, ready for this, between the three of them, $19 million per day or $800,000 per hour from streaming and the reason is people are not buying the music once they buy the access Mm -hmm. to the music so it's not like this month i bought two albums next month i'll buy one album that's not the way it's going anymore it is now a consistent and this is i think one of the reasons warner is able to become an ipo now with streaming their amount of music money right. that's coming in is consistent. 
every month we hand Spotify, what is it, 18 bucks for yeah. the family plan? Yes. And that's month after month after month. And Spotify also has that set up with students. If you got an EDU, I think it's five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And it's five bucks a month again and again and again. So it's easily a quantifiable amount of money, blah, 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 which comes out to, with the three of them, $19 million a day or $800,000 per hour. Ooh. Universal, the biggest of the three, has received $2.4 million. That's an increase per day from the year before. Goodness. And the vast, vast, vast majority of that money uh-huh. is coming from streaming. So now the music industry is something a little bit different. You don't have the idea of we're going to try 15 bands, this band is going to succeed, this band is not going to succeed. The succeed and not succeed isn't as important anymore. It's the idea that the music you already have is generating five bucks per person per day, blah, 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 blah. So now there is a much like Apple or a, you know, an asphalt company. Mm-hmm. It is a quantifiable amount of money and it can be taken to an IPO. How do they keep this train going? Good question. I don't know that they can't keep it going because it would have to turn around where people would simply buy the music that they like and I don't think people are going to do that I tell this to my students there there was a time when it was records and nothing's ever going to be better than records and then came cassettes and you say no cassettes don't sound as good as records yes but they were portable I I can take a record on a Mm -hmm. run but I can take a cassette on a run right and you know eight tracks are in there as well and then came along CDs it will never get better than CDs And then came along MP3. It will never get better than MP3. And now we have streaming. Oh, it's pretty good. It is. It's darn good. But here's the question. What's out there? What's coming next? And I know you say, people are going to say, nope, this is it. We've hit the pinnacle. It will never be any better. Oh, yeah, it will. Of course it will. We'll come up with some new technology that will deliver music in a way to which people say to me, well, come on, how? You could have said the same thing to me before CDs. I know. I would have had no answer for you. And then out came CDs. Right now, in some technological lab somewhere, some woman or man has come up with the newest thing. This and is this, exciting, isn't it? And this it? whole streaming will collapse. Ooh, I love it. How? It's going to be great, though. But they will. All right, let's play something. These people are also on Warner Music. The OJs used to be my girl here on Rock School. about Warner Music deciding to go public, which obviously would create a stock and would be something that people could purchase. And by the way, Warner Music, usually when something goes, I say usually, this is my giant knowledge base of how the stock market works. Oftentimes when somebody goes public, they do not 
hand 51% over to the investors. Right. They allow 49% and they stay in charge at least enough to have a major vote. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to happen. If the reports are correct, Warner Music is going to sell 51%. Thus, they will make the investors the main voting public. That there should scare you enough. It's scaring me. Yeah, to not want to see this kind of thing happen. But, you know, what are we going to do? You know what? They're not getting my $20. Yeah, they probably will. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because we're going to talk about this later in the show. Yeah. The idea of investing in a music company is only one part of it. There are also a series, and this is in London at this point, there are a series of companies that deal with royalties. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is selling off the stocks dealing with the royalties and then you bet on whether the royalties are going to go up or down. Oh my goodness. And furthermore, there are companies that are selling percentages of royalties. So for an amount of money, you can buy X percentage of the royalties that are going to be created through hip hop or literally through a single human being. Wow. How about that? It's all becoming a market-driven thing. Okay, mm-hmm. how are they able to make so much money? It's easy. Streaming requires no distribution. I get it. There's a server farm. I get it. You have to have enough boxes all connected together with Ethernet so they all appear to be one machine, and you have to be able to stream Miley Cyrus at any point in time half a million times right okay so what you have purchased all these boxes it's now working past that what once you record the song and turn it into an mp3 or whatever you're using to stream that's it the idea of distribution is gone so all of that money was recouped right off the bat streaming requires no production past the initial file i.e. you don't have to make a record you don't have to make a cd you don't have to make an 8-track Furthermore, streaming is almost pure profit once the song is posted. And even though music companies are doing much better financially, they have not raised artists' revenue. And when they go public with the investors holding 51% of Warner Music, where indeed is the incentive to raise the amount of money that an artist gets? That's my question. Yeah. Because if they raise the amount of money an artist gets, that means more money is going out. To which you say, but, you know, they have to. No, actually, they don't. Because in the world of finances, there's generally two methods of looking at how music is paid for. And looking how money comes out in music. And that's what we'll do when we get into the first break. But I got to play a song. We're looking at people who are on uh, the good Warner Brothers people. I'm just reading down this thing. Da, 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 da. How about Chicago? One. Yeah, do I it. I am alive again. Here you go on Rock School.
Okay, coming into the first break, here's a good question. Why aren't artists paid more under the streaming service? Okay? They don't have to be. And if you decide to take your music companies public, they sure won't be. Because if they're paid more, that means less for profit. And when you're dealing with a 51% IPO buyout, the purpose of investing is profit. You want the returns. You want the residuals. You want to put a little quan in your pocket. They're putting a lot of quan in their pocket. That's what makes me nervous about the whole thing. Okay, how are artists paid? I know we've gone over the streaming, and every time it streams, it's like .000 who gives a care. But here's how it breaks down. And this comes straight from Rolling Stone. They did a big report on the RIAA, the Record Industry Association of America. These are the people who deal with the money classifications. In terms of money, every dollar paid in terms of music has to be either retail, which is paid by the consumer. That's the five bucks a month. That's the $18 That's a month us. for our family plan. Mm -hmm. Or wholesale. Wholesale is what's paid to artists and such. In 2018, 67.3 of the U.S. record industry's total $9.8 billion, which, by the way, was a $6.6 .6 billion sum, was paid out to labels and artists. To flip that around, record stores, download stores, streaming services held on to 32.7% of the money. So, just about, for easy numbers, just about 70% goes to whomever would be paid, and then about 30% stays with the streaming services. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. That sounds like a lot. But remember that labels are lumped in not only with artists, uh, but they're also lumped in with everybody who gets to take a little chunk of change mm -hmm. from the song, meaning publishing rights, meaning producers, meaning ownership, blah, 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 blah. So that little bit of pie gets chewed Broken. up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Even though the amount of money is going up and up and up, and when it goes to an IPO, I can't even fathom. I have some suggestions about how much Warner Brothers is going to be worth, but they don't give the impression they're going to raise the amount of money for artists. If you adjust for inflation, what you have is 1.1% less than the previous year over the last four years. Because they didn't raise the rates, uh -huh. the problem is you adjust for inflation, the artists are actually making 1.1% less than the previous year. Wow, so, wow. To which people say, well, look, nobody's going to go into music. I'm not sure that the record companies much care for those little grassroots bands that are playing anymore. Now, I know what people are going to say. Well, yeah, so-and-so did this and this and this. But it's going to be, if you're an IPO, something that you have to do to satisfy the investors, which means all choices are going to be safer, safer, safer. So instead of going out to the clubs and finding that new Twisted Sister or that new what have you, you're going to have just about every artist being somebody who is vetted in some way. 
meaning they've done it before. They've been on The View. They've been on The Voice. They've been on those things. We're not going to get any new music? What you're going to get is music that... There used to be an old statement in music. Whatever was done yesterday, do it today. It'll be a hit. Mm -hmm. Or whatever was done yesterday, do the absolute opposite, and it will be a hit. I think you're going to see more and more and more what was done yesterday. Do it again. Because that makes it so that you have at least an inroad to making a hit. They're used to, I think you're also going to see a lot of remakes and things like that. And when I say remakes, I don't mean a remake for the same song. It's just that this song and this song are going to sound exactly the same. It's just going to be the same and somebody screaming over top of it, generally in the same feeling, because that made a hit yesterday. Thus, it's going to make a hit tomorrow. Well, it's kind of like the movie industry. Uh, well, we yeah. get this. We get the same movies over and over and over again. It does seem that way. The problem with the music industry, uh, uh, differently than this, is that the music industry goes through cycles, and every time a new generation comes up, say ten to twelve years, the music industry has the ability, or pardon me, the movie industry has the ability to remake the same movies i.e. Charlie's Angels, Mm -hmm. which is out there right now. How many Charlie's Angels do we have? Guess what? In another 10, 12 years, you're going to get another Charlie's Angels. Why? Another generation is coming forward, and that's a story they don't yet really know. Okay, so I'm just old. Oh, are you ever? (laughs) Goodness, the problem is I'm old too, and and we make a nice old couple. Who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? Uh, KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Super duper. See you in a minute here on Rock School. me a question during the break where you say, does that mean we're going to have the same music again and again and again? I don't know this for a fact. It's only my thought process. But there is a, a belief system. If you do a remake, you are already halfway to a hit because the song you're remaking mm-hmm. was a hit. What if the music industry decided to do what the movie industry does. We've got a brand new group of people who weren't around when the Beatles were around, so why not bring out a band or a series of bands and have them redo Love Me Do, Uh, Yesterday, Bulldog, redo the Beatles songs. I get it they'll have to pay some residuals to the Beatles, but the fact remains this group of people has no idea what these songs are all about. I know there's a movie about that as well called Yesterday. Yes. Where nobody know about the Beatles, but for some reason, you know, it, it's still as popular. It wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden a series of bands redo all of Cheap Tricks. It wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden there's a band that doesn't redo two or three Van Halen songs. 
because they're halfway to a hit. Does so, that make sense, or am I out in left field No, it on makes that? total sense. But here's a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Where's the Netflix of the music industry? We're already in it. But you, what is that? I mean, Netflix brings us all kinds of stuff. Oh, all kinds all, of new stuff? New stuff, yes. You know, that's it's not a dumb idea to think that Pandora or Spotify would bring us new bands. Here's the problem. Pandora is indeed a an internet radio station. Spotify is the face of multiple music industries. So it it's not going to do it because they do it behind the scenes. But Pandora is going to have to do something to fight it. And that might be a good idea. Pandora signed artists. Hmm. Not bad. I don't know that they have the money to throw like Netflix does because... Man, could we have another comedian on Netflix? Goodness. Maybe, well, maybe Netflix should get into the uh, music industry. Not the dumbest idea. Uh, YouTube is already into it. There you go. Got to play something from the people at Warner Music. Blister in the Sun. It's a violent femmes on Rock School. Okay, coming into the bottom of the hour, which isn't the bottom of the hour because we are way late. I'm talking too much. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Let's do that seven days and 70 seconds. March 16th all the way through March 22nd. Them's the dates. Monday, you got Tammy. Go. March 16th, 2019, Old Town Road hits the country chart and Billboard pulled it off. It was not country enough. All the publicity, though, took it to number one. March 17, 1958, Tequila by the Champs goes to number one. March 18, 2017, Chuck Berry dies at 90 years old. March 19, 1982, Ozzy Osbourne guitarist Randy Rhodes dies when his plane crashes into a tour bus. March 20, 1969, John Lennon marries Yoko Ono at the Rock of Gibraltar. In Spain. March 21, 1952, Alan Freed's Moondog Coronation Ball is held in Cleveland. It may be the first rock concert. March 22, 1973, the John Denver TV special, Thank God I'm a Country Boy, airs on ABC. I was watching it. So why are we not paying more money? Well, it's not just the record companies. Believe it or not, it's Spotify as well. Spotify made a deal with record companies in 2017 to lower what they paid from 55 to 52 percent. In 2019, Spotify, Pandora and Google Music took it on the chin when they refused to raise royalty rates. They said that the artists and publishers and labels are paid a single lump sum and it is not up to the delivery device, which is them, Spotify, Pandora, and Google. It is not up to the delivery device to make the pie bigger. 
They need to keep their share because it costs money to do this streaming thing. And the labels need to pay the artists. To which you say, this doesn't make any sense. If more people are streaming, why are they not giving up more of the money? Well, if more people are streaming, that means more computers. That means more bandwidth. And all that stuff costs a tremendous amount of money. In case you're wondering, in 2015, expenditures of millions of dollars by streaming services. In 2015, 7,355. 7,355,000. All the way up to 2020, 32, 290. So what is that? Four times? What's four times seven? Four, uh, 34. Darn close. It's almost four times what was being spent in 2015. And the streaming services are saying, we can't give you back any more money mm-hmm. because we need what we're making to continue to create the Fade hardware the right that will do this. And by the way, there is a suggestion, and I read this one place. I have no basis whether this is true, but I found that it took one hour of streaming would power Cleveland are you serious? For an hour. Think about it. The phones, the computers, uh-huh. the, the everything that's listening to it. Yeah. One hour of streaming consumes enough power to light Cleveland. Wow. For an hour. Yay, Cleveland. All right, we got to play something. Looking down the list here. Doobie Brothers. How about that China Grove here on Rock School? to the second break let's talk about a couple weird things in 2018 spotify dropped their stream rate 16 percent and apple music dropped theirs 36 percent now you're dealing with a number like 0.000 goodness 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 uh, and it's next to nothing i mean i I think i figured it out one time it took over a thousand streams to make one bright shiny penny Mm -hmm. so In 2018, Spotify drops the rate. Why? Their thought process was because of the way the music industry is going, more and more and more streaming, I don't need to pay you the same because you're going to get streamed more. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Here's the problem. The vast majority of people, and you you say to me, Joe, how is that possible? How can you say that? Well, it's because the numbers bear me out. YouTube... They have, in you, when you look at all streaming music, 
YouTube produces 48% of the streams. However, YouTube only accounts for 7% of the market in terms of money. Because YouTube isn't a radio station. YouTube is a video service. Okay. So people are screaming that YouTube should do more. Okay, let's go back to the main point. I've, I've talked streaming and all of the numbers. Let's go back to the main point. What will Warner be worth when it goes public? Realize, obviously, we're, we're dealing with predictions by people that know what they're talking about. No one knows what it's going to be worth. It has to go public, and then pff, all the money comes in. Remember that the last time we knew what the money was, that fella, let me see if I can find his name here, uh, Blavatnik and his Axis Industries, bought 10% of the company for about $3 billion. Well, if that's 10%, that means that the company was worth 30 or $32 billion. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Right now, Blavatnik and his Access Industries owns 95% of the company. Whoa. 5% of the company then is given over to a management group, and they do what you, I just said. They manage. And for that management, they get 5%. So, offering a 51% share would give investors the upper hand. And experts suggest that the price of the company, depending on what number they suggest at the IPO, if you have a lower amount of money, more people are going to buy. If you have a higher amount of money, less people are going to buy. Depending on it, the company could increase 10 to 12 fold with a 51% share. So the company, Warner Music, would be worth anywhere from 300 to 384 billion dollars. Now you say why are they doing this? Yeah. Right now it's said that Warner has 3 billion dollars in debt. I'm not sure exactly why. My guess is it's something being carried from the early 90s when people were stealing money mm-hmm. or stealing music. Right. That 3 billion in dollar uh, 3 billion dollars in debt would be wiped out in a heartbeat. And that's what they think. Do we need that? Do we need a monolith that is, you know, is is kowtowing to investors rather than finding good music? Or is this where we've come? We want music that sounds like yesterday because yesterday was popular. To which people say, but look, there's always going to be an underground. Okay, where do you hear this underground? Spotify? We're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You and me. Our yeah. two albums are on Spotify. Right. That's where you go. And Spotify is part of Warner Music. It's concerning to me. Who is listening to us? Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain. And they're still listening. They're having a birthday, and uh, they've asked me to record a few drops to say happy birthday to them, and I certainly will do that. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
coming out of the break. Here's a question. Do you, should you have Warner Music in your 401k? If you do invest, should you go ahead and go with Warner Music? It certainly looks like they're going to make money out of the gate. It's a question of the ethics. Are they going to pay the money to the artists? Or by spending the money, is this idea of finding new artists, you know, going into the basements to find out who's written the next big song, is this going to be gone because of what Warner Music is doing? Well, maybe the stockholders will stand up and say, you need to... No. Not going to happen? Of course not. The purpose of buying stocks, especially if you buy individual stocks, Mm -hmm. the purpose is to make a profit. And they're not going to look at you and go, hey, Hey, waste some money on somebody who's... uh... Take a chance on this person. I just don't think that's going to happen. However, multiple websites are suggesting now is the best time to invest in music stocks with the numbers are going up. Warner is about to be flush. Jump into it. However, the big suggestion is not to go with Warner, but to go with what's known as royalty companies. The hypnogsis. H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S. What is that? Hypnosis, I guess. I'm Mm. sure it's to be pronounced the same way. It's called the Hypnosis Song Fund. It's a music IP investment company co-founded by the guy who was in charge of Iron Maiden, Elton John, Macy Gray, Mary J. Blige, and a whole bunch. His name is Merck Mercuridis. He's planning a 200 million pound listing on the London Exchange. So what you can do is invest into... The amount of money that artists make. See, I don't know how all this works. I don't either. It sounds I, like, uh, I don't know, witchcraft or something to yeah, me. It, it's crazy. A, a guy told me one time that he shorted eBay. I have no idea that what that means. That sounds nasty, doesn't it? I have it? no idea what that means. That sounds like a dirty thing to do, huh? I just, I just want to have a 401k and retire so I don't have to eat cat food. Hey, all we know is that $3 million that's a target for everyone. Yeah? Yeah, you happening. I don't think so either. It says here that many ownership companies are selling off portions of an artist and gaining profit against future royalties to be earned. FBT, F as in Frank, B as in Bob, T as in Tom... Productions is the big one in this realm. They're selling off up to 25% of their royalty share from multiple artists, including Eminem's pre-2013 catalog. So you're betting that Eminem's pre-2013 catalog Mm -hmm. is going to continue to make money, and by making money, you will take a portion of the profit of the money that makes. That seems wrong, in the world of music. It sounds kind of like the internet boon that uh, some people are going to make money and, and some are going to lose terribly, right? It, it certainly looks that way. Risky. Let's play another song, a little short one, Black Keys, Lonely Boy. We'll come back with our last break here in a minute on Rock School. here on Rock School and we got to move along. We talked about obviously Warner going public, but all of these places that are making bets against future 
royalties. Mm -hmm. There is an online royalty marketplace called Royalty Exchange that's helping to raise anywhere from 11 million to 50 million to list an income stream directly on the NASDAQ. What's the point? Depending on the amount of royalties, money will be suggested against it. And I don't know how they'll use the money. This is so far above my head. I have no idea. There is also talk of cryptocurrencies, i.e. Bitcoin, being offered against the royalties of a song before it's even published. Mm -hmm. So here comes Taylor Swift. She's got a brand new song. And this royalty company has the ability to suggest that it's going to make this amount of money and people can then give money in order to carry away some of the profit. Right. And get residuals on the thing. I say that, but I have no idea if that's how it works. They're called ISOs. Instead of IPO, initial public offering, these are called ISOs. Look them up. There's a jillion of them. Initial song offering. ISO, initial song offering. Look, you got me on how all of this stuff works, but it bothers me to no end that any company has the ability to hand money and then profit off of what a song is going to make or an artist is going to make. The reason is you're no longer beholden to the audience. You're beholden to the investors. Mm -hmm. And once the investors are involved, they're going to say to you, safe choices. Safe choices. Uh, there's this new band that's doing punk country that that, you know, punk country with a glam twist and a little bit of dance music. Uh-huh. This weird thing. And right now it'd be so, you know, look, they're doing so well in Nebraska. But the company says, no, no, no. Safe choices. Give me another Lizzo. Give me another song by Lizzo. Give me another Adele. Give me another Adele. Whereas it used to be you'd give these people a chance. To which people say, well, it's going to succeed on the underground. What underground? I mean, are they going to start another system? Spotify is the underground. It's a scary thing to me. And the fact that Warner's is doing it so blatantly bothers me just a little bit. Well, so that wraps it up. Why, what, is what, it, what? why is it scary to you? What, what is it going to do to you? Music will stagnate. Hasn't what was, it already? What was popular yesterday will be popular tomorrow. Don't you feel that way already? A little bit. A little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. All of a sudden, I'm, you know, that actor, you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So that's it. I'm Joe Burns. You <laughs> are? Sammy Burns. Feels like the first time's Foreigner there with Warner Music. They should make some money. Sounds like this on Rock School. Class is dismissed. Show how much you mean